Hey, I'm Tori. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. Have you always wanted to explore the world of sports, but haven't found an accessible barrier of entry? Or maybe you're just a sports expert who wants to laugh about who won, who lost, and who makes way too much money. Or maybe you just want to understand Ted Lasso better. Regardless of your relationship with sports, Good Game is there to break it down for you. It's a podcast about sports for rookies, veterans, and everyone in between. Whatever is happening in sports, Justin, Tori, and I will be there to talk through it all. With jokes, hot takes, and sometimes literal tears. So check out Good Game, a Trident Network podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh my god, hi. Welcome back to Disney Adult, the podcast where comedians watch and review Disney properties from the perspective of adults. We're in phase four, and we are talking Shang-Chi, one of my favorite Marvel movies. I am joined by Sarah Nyman and Clint Cannon, and we are in new territory. You know, while Black Widow was technically a phase form film, it didn't really add much to the world beyond... um, Endgame, you know, didn't add much to the MCU. It, it filled in some spots here and there, but it wasn't, you know, this is brand new uncharted territory. We're in the wild, wild west, which means every throwaway line will be examined by internet trolls until our eyes bleed. Without further ado, here we go. Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, hello. Hey. Hi. Oh, good evening. Um, we are here talking about Shang-Chi, mm. one of the newest Marvel movies. Um, I am going to start with you, Clint. The first thing we need to get out of the way is what your Marvel movie, your MCU background is. Do you watch these movies? Do you care about these movies? Have you seen a smattering? Give us a little bit of history. Yeah, so I, I think... I, I want to be bold and say I think I've seen every Marvel movie at least once, uh, including like old Hulk, like pre deceleration yeah. Hulk. You know, um, hell yeah, the Spider Mans and, and everything related. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm a Marvel fan. I I didn't grow up on comics, but I definitely was a big more DC fan probably. Okay, but um, DC has not transitioned to the cinema in quite the same way oh no 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 they're real trash over there. <laughs> and so <laughs> definitely it's been it's more heavy marvel lately and it's so stupid because well first of all i don't like dc so i don't really care that they don't but like let them flop as far as i'm concerned um <laughs> but they have such a template to follow now of like how to be successful with these things yeah and still it's not happening and, and so th- my my favorites <laughs> growing up were green lantern in the flash and I liked them because they were funny. Yeah. Uh, and they just have not transitioned that. I watched the CW Flash. I, everyone's refuses to talk about Ryan Reynolds, Green Lantern. Yeah. Uh, it's just not good. It's so sad. Yeah. Uh, we also went through, during quarantine, we, we watched the whole first two seasons, I think, of the Flash CW show. And it's pretty decent. That actor is wonderful. I did, I did like him, and I, I was on board hard for the first season, and then it just sort of like from there, it was just diminishing returns. Yeah. Like I feel like from the first season, oh, because yeah. it's, it's there's only so many times you can go, uh oh, 
there's someone a little bit faster than the flash yeah it's like that's his whole deal is like somebody's outrunning him every day i'm like are you really that cool or are you like always second place yeah um sarah we kind of know i remind me i actually forget how many of these you've seen oh and no none that's why i haven't i was gonna say <laughs> i have nothing to contribute i was gonna um, say i knew it wasn't a lot <laughs> <laughs> no, I I did I did though see because you made me watch the Shitty Hulk with Edward Norton. I did. And I had seen that in theaters as a kid for a reason that I I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that's probably about the only Marvel movie I've seen. I did see <laughs> Thor Ragnarok because everyone said it was very funny, mm-hmm. and it was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. Don't. Good. 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 Well, I'm glad as I was watching this. I don't know if you'll recognize a character. There is a character that they brought back from that Hulk movie that is in this movie. Wait, what? We'll wait till we'll wait till we get to it. I did. Um, Andrew uh, explained to me, um, friend of friend of the pod. Andrew the pod, explained yeah. to me who why the actor was there because I was like, this. I don't know. I love this character, but I don't know where he came from in this. Oh, movie. the we'll act- oh, character actor. I thought you meant yeah. just like one specific actor in the no yeah i don't know his name (laughs) you're like out of all of them you're like why is this dude acting in this who cast this man yeah Yeah. i demand Uh, to know (laughs) Uh, so we're gonna go we're gonna dive right into the plot i just in full disclosure this movie ended but right as i turned this on as i was setting this up i had it of my um of my thing literally watching the last moments of it because i put this off forever Awesome. Um, here, let's. Oh no! You I watched bo- this last night with with a friend who is a big Marvel fan, and she said a couple of really funny things that I jotted down. And I'm gonna really hope that I quote her correctly. But just if I forget to quote her, I watched this with Donna Katie Jones, my best friend in the world, and she's hilarious, and she had a lot of good stuff to say. So if I forget okay. to quote her during the podcast, let me just do it up front here. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna assume anything you say that's funny is not your own. Probably not. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> All right. Devin, so, we can just just talk about my notes just real quick. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, sure, I do, sure, sure. I did love that uh, I was watching this knowing that I was doing this podcast because there is one note that just says, Devin likes. So I'm excited to get to that part of the movie. <laughs> okay. I'm also excited to see what I like. Um, I, took no, I took no notes. I was fully on my phone. I've seen this movie. This movie came out, what, six months ago or something? I've seen this movie four times since it's come out. I'm an absolute simp for Disney. I'm, like, such a loser. That, um, this is really fun to learn because I thought that this had just come out, like, a week or two ago. It really... Until you said that. <laughs> it really... Well, no. It, six it months out, is way longer than I thought. Yeah. You were absolutely right. It came out in August. I can't believe that. This thing came out in August. And you're on four watches. How are you doing? This is wild. Well, I saw it twice in the theater. Okay, let me give the history of this because this is one of my favorite movies and I have a huge crush on this actor. Um, (gasps) Yeah. I I never have Hollywood crushes because I just, they're not, it's not entertaining to me to like have a crush on someone you're never going to meet. Like who cares? Have a crush on somebody like, in your building or something like something that's more <laughs> lively um but i do have a crush on this guy and i we saw it once we got really high and we went and saw it in theaters and we went to one of the theaters where the seats move Ooh. and we had done that one other time for a uh, not as good movie and then we went and this one we actually got really lost and we were too high and and it was too much so then i went 
I saw it again in theaters where I could actually follow what was going on. And then I watched it when it came on here. And then I just rewatched it for this. Um, mm-hmm. Which, now that I said out loud, might explain why I put it off to the very last moment. Because I was like, I've seen this motherfucker three times already. I don't yeah, you, you really went above and beyond. Well, let's get into it because I'm rambling already. Um, around a thousand years ago, Zhu Wenwu. Is that his name? Wenwu? Because they only refer to it. They don't say Zhu, I don't believe. Let me start off also just by saying um, when in any Marvel movie that I've ever seen, when they're not fighting, I go into soft focus. I can't hear what anyone's saying. I have no idea who anyone's name is, what they mean to each other. They his name <laughs> and this is this is in any movie. So if you're yeah. gonna ask me names of characters. I can't help you. We always say on this podcast that they have a real problem naming characters in this. I do remember they name him Wenwu because he says his name at the dinner scene. I was thrown off by the the zoo. Well, that that's their like surname. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, but and it's it's they're part of the the family as well, right? So, yeah. I don't know. It's I'm no expert. No, 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 no. You're you're correct. I always get thrown. Another thing I get thrown off by is when we do these fucking podcasts and I read this plot. Wikipedia loves to add unnecessary details into the plot that are confusing because they're not referenced in the movie. Um, well, it's not Wiki, you know, it's it's the the big fans, the lifelongers, the ones that read all the comics that have all the the background knowledge. Yeah, when we did Guardians of the Galaxy, they're the putting the names of the ships in there. I'm like, just see the <laughs> ship. Oh, Why are you nerd? Um, anyway. Uh, Wenwu discovers ten rings that grant immortality and godly powers. He establishes that the ten rings, or he establishes the ten rings organization, conquering kingdoms and toppling governments throughout history. In 1996, Wenwu searches for Taolo, a village said to harbor mythical beasts. He travels through, and also like a fighting style of the gods, he says. Um, he travels through a magical forest to the village entrance, but is stopped by the guardian, his future wife, mm. um, mm-hmm. Ying Li. The two fall in love, and when Tao Lo villagers reject Wen Wu, Li chooses to leave with him. They marry, have two children, Shang-Chi and uh, Zhai Ling. Wen Wu a- abandons the organization and locks away the Ten Rings. Okay. Okay, I, I, could, I didn't remember happens. any of that. No, you didn't remember the sexiest fight scene at the time. No, I mean, like, I we, remember. We Why start is it the movie it's and so it's just, sexy? It's just it's because they keep locking eyes in slow motion. In and slow it's, motion it's and like incredible. Well, the first, my first note, which I wrote probably around that time, was this is cute. I have nothing bad to say. <laughs> like, I wrote early fight scene, horny as hell. He loves her power. <laughs> That's what I wrote. And then oh. like then then it, then it actually works out and I was like, "Oh, okay, I was onto something." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 you got it. When I was in the theater, I was like, "Are they flirting or trying to kill each other?" Yeah. I'm uh, uncertain. Also, meet cute. I should mention this for the podcast. Another reason I was really excited for this is and Sarah, I don't even know if you know this. Okay. I when I was young, I took 9 years of martial arts. I did know that. <laughs> Nine years. I took Taekwondo, Judo, Jiu-Jitsu, and Aikido. Um, and you were the same belt the whole time. <laughs> and I was a white belt the whole way through. I, by, by train, I mean I went to one of each of those classes over a span of nine years. <laughs> um, no, how good were you? Tell us. Tell us. Um, I was, Brag. So Don't taekwondo, be humble. Taekwondo, I was a green belt before I quit because I hit my head on some concrete. And I was like, this is not it. 
You um, were trying to break the concrete. <laughs> did you trip? What also, happened? no, 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 no. I was like thrown it. I was thrown <laughs> and like I hit a wall and then the concrete. Um, so it wasn't horrible. It was just enough. And then there was also somebody in that class who's uh, I can't imagine. I don't even. I don't know. Her name was Courtney, and she like wanted to be too close of friends, and it just. I didn't have the tools to say like no 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 I'm kind of here just like to do karate, <laughs> but she was like always too much and it made me uncomfortable. So then I was like I'm gonna go try something else. And then it was a brown belt in judo, I want to say a green belt in jujitsu and aikido because they were like by the same person and start at the same time. Um, Whoa! Now, well, help me out with the belts a little bit because so, i know the order the they, rainbow goes in, best, that's where I'm well, they, yeah. well, they, they differ <laughs> they differ by practice so like you know taekwondo and judo that might have different colored belts it's all about like the history um brown belt is one level away from a black belt and then green is like i think it went green purple brown black so i went to green and then mm. They were also going to make us do this, like, presentational fight choreography at the um, at this festival that happens in my small town once a year called the Glass and Ethnic Festival. And when I say we have 99.9% .9 white people who live in this town, I don't know why the term is ethnic when it's literally just a fair of food. That's like hot dogs and cheeseburgers. It's wild. <laughs> um, but they were going to do this big thing and I think I got like stage fright and nervous and I didn't want to do it as well. There was a lot of factors. However, I also grew up watching Kung Fu movies. My parents would buy me Kung Fu movies and so I was really excited to watch this because and my husband was like, wait, you took martial arts for nine years and it's never come up? I was like, what? what? Your husband didn't know? Not really. It's not like it's not like it would naturally come up, I guess, or like also it's not something I think about a lot because I stopped when I was probably like 14 or so 15 okay so this makes me think because when we were watching this movie my friend donna when they were on the bus and all of a sudden simu starts like whipping out these moves donna was like we've known each other for over 10 years what if all of a sudden like one of your friends just whipped out these moves <laughs> that you didn't know that? And, and now devin i think that you are that friend it would be me <laughs> of anybody we know it would be me yeah. <laughs> so it can happen. It can happen. And I also love that this movie is like an ode to kung fu movies because you there's as there's different styles of uh, kung fu movies that are like paid homage in here. Yeah. The, I love this opening scene. They're so hot. They're so hot for mm. one another. She looks so cool in that hat with that like cool COVID mask and like yeah. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, it was beautiful. It, everything was so beautiful from start to finish. Yeah. And I'll also go on record. I'm not giving up any superpowers for any babies. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah, that God. was what at first they only mentioned that she left. And yeah. then like later on, they mentioned that he also put the rings away in that little box. But for a minute, I was like, unfair trade. Yeah, not good. <laughs> It, yeah. The fact mm -hmm. that they both like settled down and like went went to mortal world and did their yeah. family thing, I was like, okay, I, I get it. 
equitable. But in yeah. the beginning, I was pissed that she left. I was like, oh, what? I hate it because my my one of my biggest flaws about having or, or about thinking about having kids is I firmly believe in my heart that your life stops and everything stops being fun and it's just like dark <laughs> as soon as you have your first kid. And I can't shake that, even though I know it's not true. But this movie kind of confirmed that for me. Yeah, she was like, I oh, was yeah, a superhero, she she and just, now it. Yeah, she has her kids away. and then she dies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She's like, went from being a superhero to then just wiping other people's asses until she died. Mm -hmm. That is not Could not be more literal, the fear, like, being presented on screen for you. (laughs) Maybe that's why I love this movie, because I was like, yes, it confirms everything I've ever believed. (laughs) (laughs) Including that I could kick someone's ass out of nowhere. You could, yeah. (laughs) I kind of wish we'd been attacked can i say that i wish that while i was with you at some point we had been assaulted or mugged or in some way just peeved by and by the way i would love to believe that all of that stuff would come <laughs> rushing back to me i would be the first one running for the door i would be pushing others out of the way to ensure that i live to say what happened oh yeah absolutely i think did, maybe we talked about this on the podcast or just as friends but if we were fight or flight and i am flight <laughs> I'll leave. I'll leave you guys there to, to burn. I'm out. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I'm probably a freeze. I'm probably like a sit there and like get mugged, and then later be like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> it was all happening so quickly, and then I looked up and I had I was I had no money or anything. Yeah, I was gone. My house is burned down. That's like I think the the Midwestern part of me that's just like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Like, I'll just stand there and be like, you're right. So polite. You're You're absolutely right about this. You're absolutely right. I I do deserve to die. Yes. 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 Thank you. you. Oh, no, please pass. Go on. (laughs) Um, So then they cut to uh, Shang-Chi when he's... They cut back and forth. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, we'll bring up the flashbacks when when they're relevant. But, like, trying to keep track of, like, when they're flashing back and when they're not is going to be too much for my brain to handle. Um, Mm -hmm. But they cut to him now, um, where he he's essentially working as a valet with his best friend, who've known each other for 10 years, Aquafina. Aquafina is so good in this. I had never seen her in anything before, but I know her name because she's, you know, she's a name. People know yeah. who she is. I, I She was perfect. She, she is so funny. Okay, let's talk about our leads. We have Simu and we have Aquafina. I'm in love with Simu. I've been in love with Simu ever since he was on Selling Sunset, the new season of Selling Sunset, what? where they're trying to find him out. What? <laughs> yeah, that's why I thought this movie had just come out because I just watched the new season of Selling Sunset last week and they're like trying to find him a house and they're like, his upcoming Marvel movie that we can't talk about, da 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 da. Wow. Yeah. That Watch is... it. <laughs> Selling Sunset is with all those like beautiful Hot model Barbie blonde dolls. ladies. Yeah, that sh- those those ladies are insufferable. <laughs> I love. I love they are them. insufferable. There's a clip where she they're like bringing in like a new girl's getting hired, and the one girl's like she can sit on the floor until she proves herself. I was like, what? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I love that show because they say all the things that I say to people in my head when I'm trying to fall asleep and I'm like, 
having fights with people that I hate. And like they say, <laughs> they say the things that I like, the worst things I can possibly think of. And they yeah. just <laughs> it is what there's one moment where she's like truly looks like a model. She's gorgeous. She's head to toe done up. Her hair is beautiful and whatever. And she goes, uh, for I hate when people say like, uh, I look so bad. And they just like look normal. It makes me sad. Um and she was like, oh, I look like a total crackhead. And I was like, <laughs> no, you do not. What are you talking about? It's what That show is wild. Yeah, but watch the newest season because Simu's on episode like four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like him as Shang-Chi. He has, especially as I've been re-watching these, sometimes the Marvel leads like are pretty generic in their first outing. And then they like really grow into the character. That kind of happens with almost every single one of them. Um, which I felt that a little bit with Shang-Chi, where Simu felt a little bit like, okay, he's, I mean, like, he's not particularly, like, super, super funny or super, super driven. He's, like, this checkered past with his father and stuff. He's still yeah. very, very good. Yeah, he's a good actor who's he's, who carries himself very well. But you're right. He didn't have much of, like, a personality written into the character. Aquafina is gold. Mm. Oh, from start to finish. From, really? Oh. Yeah, she's so funny. She she brings just energy to like every scene, and also like we're I'm getting ahead of myself here, but I was so glad that they didn't just like hook up at the end. Yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was so happy about that. It's so like, unreasonably so because when they're the grandmas like, are you like when are you guys gonna get together? I was like, okay, I figured it out. Great, yeah. easy, so clear. <laughs> and then it didn't happen. And I was pumped. They're just yeah. like their their chemistry is just so good. Yeah. Oh, speaking of great actresses, the grandmother is also so good. I walked away thinking like she The grandmother or the aunt? The the grandmother. Oh, the grandmother at the table. At before. the table. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was truly yeah. like this she is such a good actress that she just seems like one person who was like they just put on the set and like people are gonna say stuff around <laughs> you. And she's just like, okay. She was so like authentic and present and like I was I loved her. Yeah. Um I love that whole family scene. That was so precious. So what like, this movie is talking so about good. grandpa, like taking him some whiskey at the, that was just a really beautiful slice of life sequence. That was gorgeous. It, she, you're right. She did play in it, part of its lines too, I think, but she played the grandma so well with like the, and the whiskey was gone the next day thing yeah. where you're watching it and you're like, does she know she's joking or is she, yeah, you know, I'm so not sure. Bad. Cause like, that's what grandmas do where you're like, yeah. I'm not sure if they're just setting their old ways and they're like, forcing yeah. Yeah. To believe this, or if they're just like sort of winking at you while it's happening. Yeah. It was, it was great. This, yeah. I, I absolutely love this movie. Then they go to, um, so then when we really reveal when the movie gets started, really they're on the bus, they're on their way to work. And this dude approaches Shang-Chi tries to take this amulet from him, and they have this humongous fight scene. I have to say, if my friend of 10 years looked like Simu Leo, mm. and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, kicked someone's ass, that bus seat would be drenched. I would be <laughs> horny as hell. It was incredible. It was so hot. Yeah. And um, I, I, I do just want to say I love a, I love a fight scene on a bus. I think that we don't have enough of them. But they, there was one in um, that, um, that movie that just came out called Nobody, starring Better Call Saul guy. What's his name? Oh yeah, um, 
he was on the comedy oh my show God, with this is so embarrassing i'm not a fan of this guy but i feel like all every improviser bob odenkirk, should, bob odenkirk every so there's a there's him. a bus fight scene uh in that movie that's killer as well so is I think it that an accordion I, bus because the fact that this was on one of the like the accordion like double yeah. i was like ooh. <laughs> speaking yeah. of as city folk when you get the accordion bus do you ever sit on the seat in the accordion no yeah. it's 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 hard to sit there i definitely i don't go out of my way to sit there but i do think it's fun whenever i end up there i will go out of my <laughs> way i will get up and move to the accordion you just seat. notice that you're sitting there all of a sudden yeah, oh, I'm like, oh I like this it's bus. like a ride it's I, I do want to say on the on the bus note so this takes place in san francisco where i lived for eight years and now live again <laughs> <laughs> these these hills Okay, that hill is steep. Uh, yeah, like like it in the the movie doesn't even do it justice because you're like, oh yeah, that's kind of steep. Listen, you guys, on the sidewalk we have stairs. This this <laughs> roads are so steep that these sidewalks have steps in them. That is wild. So so just to give you like like a a feeling of how steep these fucking hills are that this bus is pummeling down. Yeah. Also, and Aquafina is great with that bus, by the way. Well, she okay. So they they put every opportunity because she she is sort of like the helpless comedic relief in a lot of ways because she cannot fight. But they give every opportunity to put her put her at the wheel of a car. You yeah, know, she does so great. Every she time. does amazing every single yeah. time. It's like the way that Simu fights out of nowhere and she never knew. It's like, okay, but bitch, you like drove that city bus. <laughs> well, even in the first, when they're valet parking and she's like, come on, you know, I'm going to be careful yeah. with this car. And then they go zooming. And it's not just like, she's like joyriding. She's like actually good at it, which yeah. is cool. It's so cool. It. And what, a, by the way, what wonderful, what a wonderful script in the sense that like, it never feels forced. It feels like, thank God god she can drive that car like thank god yeah. she's here um and it feels like a natural progression of the plot and just feels mm -hmm. so good every time so they end up he fights this guy with a razor fist and his name is literally razor fist um, it's <laughs> at one point <laughs> it's a woman it's like spray painted on the side of his car i'm like okay we get it his name is what he looks like razor fist um well i wonder what his name was before that uh, you know, like also, you <laughs> yeah. well, like, like, did he get into this life of, I, I guess it's not crime, well, kind of crime, yeah, I with think the so. 10 rings, um, before or after the issue, where did this knife come from? How is it so long if it comes out of just part of his forearm? Yeah, I have so many questions about this knife. It, it is, it did yeah. nothing. I was, I was actually so mad that he was a top like lieutenant. Because yeah. just everything about his look and his style and everything felt like so brutish and like I, I, unexplainable. Yeah. yeah. And one thing that I will say was an interesting choice. I don't even think it's a bad choice because it didn't take me out of the movie at all. And I'm jumping a little bit ahead. It's like kind of set up that it's either he, him as the like head lieutenant or the other. Um, the guy with the mask? The guy with the mask. His name yeah. is like Death Reaper or something. They don't really say it in here. But, um, and then the guy with the mask is so much cooler. He mm. has like a, a striking look. He is, he's really good. And then some bat just zaps his ass up and eats him. <laughs> like, like, yeah, instantly. I was like, I, I guess this immediately gives power to the 
the bat things. Yeah. But also with the flashbacks and everything and like the near killing of him in the yeah. in the tower, I was like, this character is so cool. Yeah, so I, I kept wanting him to take off his mask and it be a woman or be yeah. like, because mm. I think that would have really added a lot to the plot. But I'm well, sure also both of these characters are like issues deep in lots of comics and we just don't appreciate the fact that like maybe we should be excited that they just all showed up on screen. Yeah, mm-hmm. but probably. Like, I feel like probably I can't blame the director or whoever for a lot of that, but yeah. it was it's- tough. And I will say I was really, really excited the whole time, like when they're having that fight scene in front of that neon sign and stuff, I was like, this guy is so badass, looks so cool. But they, they yoke his ass up in the funniest <laughs> way. It is a joke. It is like, bah, bah, bah. yeah, it's completely a laugh line that this super badass dude just could Yeah. Oh, but um, also we just did the, uh, the Black Widow episode yesterday. So I, I just watched that movie also yesterday. And these two movies came out really similar or like almost a couple months apart. And they're very, very similar with very similar plot lines. I had, this raises a question that I actually jotted down. Is there a Marvel, cause I don't watch a lot of these. So is there like a Marvel formula um, plot wise, but also like, is there a certain amount of time that has to pass before we have a new fight scene or like too much time can't pass before we have a new action sequence because it's very like yeah we hit it we like get tired of the dialogue and then we're fighting and then we talk a little bit and then we fight a little bit i mean i think the best marvel movies are the ones that like this movie does such a good job of forwarding the plot along through a fight like Mm -hmm. in the bus fight you find out that like simu leo's lied about his history he is an amazing fighter his dad is still active and still after them. They're also coming after his sister. They're also, um, uh, Katie can drive a bus. And she's also not, like, scared to speak her mind. Mm-hmm. And that, well, I guess that's, oh, and that the guy gets away with the pendant. Oh, that mm-hmm. brings up another question. you talking about the bus scene. So maybe this is also something that I just don't know because of Marvel, but... D- no one was very surprised that these essentially magic people appeared on the bus. And I was like, Oh, is everyone used to seeing these kinds of people? Because they do mention earlier in the movie, they, they mention about like people getting Thanos. Mm -hmm. There's a line about we're in a a world where half (laughs) the people on earth can disappear or something. And I was like, that was one of the, the only grounding sentences that I saw in the beginning. <laughs> like, this is in the MCU, and Thanos totally is something we all know about. Which, by the way, Sarah, if you haven't seen Infinity War or Endgame, it's important to know that a couple years back in this reality, when we were watching Shang-Chi, an alien from space used a magic glove to snap his fingers <laughs> and erase half of all existence in the universe. Oh, fun. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, you. You summarized that perfectly, but also that's I, that sentence is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and every time I have to put together like the intros to these podcasts, I'm like, well, let me just kind of say what happens, and then it's funny. It's not intentionally funny, but it's like, like when we did the Ant Man and the Wasp one, I was like, literally like, um, an ex convict breaks his parole to shrink down to a size to help a woman who can't sit in a chair. That is a lot of the plot. They're ridiculous. 
Um, let's get back. Speaking of plot, let's get back to it because this movie Sorry, is yeah. so long. It's Sorry. two and a half hours long. Um, they they go to visit his sister because he had gotten this uh, postcard from his sister, and they are going to find her to warn her that their dad is coming after them. Her sister is his sister is running a fight club, and that she founded after escaping Wenwu at a young age. Um, when they walk in, there are two people fighting. Uh, and Wong. then we've got like the Asian Seth Green, '90s Seth Green, yeah. like stock <laughs> character shows up. He was. I loved him. I wanted more of him. him and... Oh, me too. The he's Ronnie, right? Is he yeah. from The Daily Show? He's yeah. He's very funny. He's very funny, and him and Simu are like really good friends. They're always posting pictures together. Oh, I wanted oh. him to be in the whole movie. I was so sad. I know he's so. He's also so good. I love when a comedic actor. Or like an improviser or a comedy writer is an amazing actor as well. I'm like, mm-hmm. he's carrying so much of this scene where he has to explain all this batshit crazy things that are happening around them. But he also makes it feel like, yeah, why not? We're in an underground fight club and, you know, half the population disappeared three years ago. Like, what's... <laughs> yeah. What's also, he, he, he says this joke that I liked so much that I looked it up. <laughs> and then found out it was deeper than I thought it was. He says, because he starts uh, talking to them, and then Aquafina's character's like, sorry, I pretty much just speak English or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, that's fine. I speak ABC. And then I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. And then I remember when, that. I, when I looked into it, there's, a, a, I guess, a quote or something from Aquafina saying that that's, like, ABC stands for uh, American-born Chinese. Which is not just like a lang- a fun alphabet Genius. language pun, but it's like also like it makes more sense to people that oh, aren't wow. white like me. And I was like, wow, that joke was it was that, funny if they liked it before I understood it. The joke has <laughs> layers. Was, was, was so oh, good. I love a layer. I love a layer. Uh, speaking, speaking of, of layers, oh, <laughs> were we both gonna? <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm speaking of layers, of he finally <laughs> takes off his shirt, which is the moment I've all been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> fights the does he fight the we think he's gonna fight the fish hulk but then he fights his sister speaking of fish hulk that is the bad guy that's from the hulk movie say. i made you watch that's what i thought that's the same character but he's just like done in better graphics he's a, yeah he looks more like what he should have looked like the first time from the comics Ugh. But as I turned, the minute he came on screen, I was like, I made Sarah watch that Hulk episode. She's going to know a character here. Like, I, I really was, my brain was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That looks just like that guy. But that's probably, it's just me trying to make a connection. <laughs> no, the connection. In a world I'm not well versed in. <laughs> yeah. I also like that he's like relegated to like fighting for money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's still like a humongous monster that's two stories tall. But he's like, can't get a job around here. I have to go like fake this fight for He's also hanging out with Long, who's just like training him, question mark, where he's just like, don't fall for that next time we've talked about this. And then they walk off together through their portal. Oh, yeah. They're like staging these fights for Cat. Also, I like that Wong is kind of seedy. I like that like by day he protects the sanctum and he's he's like one of the sorcerers that protects Earth. But like in his off hours, he's like snorting lines of coke he's he's like hooking up with prostitute like he's a party animal and then always hung over as he's protecting the world from magic force that's so funny to me i don't know that that's true i'm connecting a lot of dots there um, yeah you said snorting coke and i was like did that happen and then he's a prostitute and i went this is just devin's fantasy okay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh 
with me and Wong at the strip club. <laughs> like <laughs> we're like, no, let us up there next. I uh, so I had I had previewed it, but the part where Shang Chi takes his shirt off, or actually they tell him take your shirt off. Yeah, I was like, this that's the part that I wrote. Devin likes. <laughs> oh <laughs> I, yes, I kind of knew that that when you said you had taken a note like that, I was mm-hmm. like, I wonder if it's this. Oh part. yeah. Yes. Um, I kind of wanted, for the promotion of this podcast, I wanted to do like a gratuitous, because they always have a gratuitous shirtless male scene in every Marvel movie. And it's always, it's never justified. This is the most justified it's ever been because somebody told him to do it. But usually it's like, I just, we just walked across the yard and I have to wring out my shirt. You're like, okay, whatever, baby. Um, whatever bestie whatever uh, so he fights his sister in a cage match yes. how fun that the whole family is good at something my whole family is really good at bluegrass <laughs> did you say so I kind of was say? trying to parallel our, our families throughout this movie yeah. my, my whole family is really good at bluegrass we all play bluegrass instruments wow <laughs> Clint how about you what's your whole family good at my whole f- oh god um, surely there's a thing yeah um I don't know. My family just likes crafts, I think. Yeah. We love it. We love crafts. Yeah. Crafting. Devin, what's your family good at? Getting addicted to substances. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Speaking for myself. Um, so they fight the... Uh, uh, Shang-Chi and his sister fight in this cage. Zhailing. Um, she kicks his ass because she is a bet. She is so cool. I love her too. I With love this none guy. of the help he had, by yeah. the way. Yeah. I yeah. love her. She's so cool. She, the actress is so good. I love her storyline. I love that her and Katie get along immediately. Yeah, I love that too. I loved that. Because mm-hmm. it felt like, I remember watching it in the theater feeling like, oh, here we go. There's got to be tension. And then it's immediately like, and once again, Aquafina is so good. She, she cuts wh- the tension in that room so well. She's like, she's, you're badass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's so, I love her. Um, then and do you, do you think actually do you think that line where she compliments her like that do you think that's why she gets saved on the scaffolding i do, do you think there's this part of of jelling who's like yeah i can't let her fall off the scaffolding because yeah she, well also like she her. just like she just has to come along because she's already there like she's already paid for this flight across the world like yeah so everyone's just always like okay come on you too yeah <laughs> you too, yeah Katie. <laughs> i i, I do you think when I rewatched it this time, the moment she like saves her in those parachute pants, I thought they have a moment on the bridge where it's like, I got you, girl. Let me go save this asshole who brought you here. It's so good. Mm. Um, they have this huge fight scene on the scaffolding. Them walk terrifying. I, I was gonna say, him making her step out onto that scaffolding is the scariest thing I've seen in an MCU movie so far. So scary. Donna said, and I quote, I'm so afraid of heights. I want it to end. I want to go back in the bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and every move is nerve wracking. Yeah. Every step, every swing, every jump. So good. Um, and then this sort of scene ends with that fight scene in front of the neon sign with um, what is this character's name? What's this villain's name that has the mask? I am not confident they say it in the movie i don't think they say it in the movie but i've seen it somewhere like i've seen it in an article or something but they don't name it in the movie they they, like i feel like most of the tension around that character is built around silence is it death dealer andy dealer i knew it was something with death in it Um, andy lee 
or Andy L E Lee Lay. Uh, who knows? Uh, also, they introduce um, uh, Tony uh, Tony Lung, who is or well, we've been introduced to him, but he steps into their world at this point when he stops that fight. When he when their father walks into that room. He's such a good actor that you feel the tension rise. You feel like everybody say like, oh, shit, straighten your tie. Dad's <laughs> home. Like, this guy's crazy. He's great. And just He's so, so handsome. So really? handsome. He's got a swagger that ugh, I couldn't fight. He's couldn't a, fight it off. <laughs> He's a, I believe he's a humongous movie star in China. Oh, yeah. Amazing. I believe he's like Tom Cruise. He's like the shit. Oh, and des- yes. deservedly so. Yeah. yeah. Just from like, my only experience. Yeah. And Marvel is like lucky to get him on the roster. He's mm. wonderful. And he's so good in this. He's so good. Uh, they go to his mountain, um, like, paradise, or his like little mountain compound, uh, where he's still running the Ten Rings. This is something else I thought, because I just watched Black Widow, where they talked about how um, Black Wid- all the Black Widows throughout the uh throughout the world are really the ones who are like pulling the strings with major world events and then also the 10 rings are pulling the major like pulling the strings with major oh, world events. every single superhero <laughs> is saving the actual galaxy if not universe every five years and i'm just like do none of them know about each other's thing like it's impossible yeah. how much of a nexus point the earth is with all these universe ending events also it's like the black like the black widow female assassins are responsible for like all this stuff that's happened in history the 10 rings are responsible the um uh there's another example i was thinking the other day when we were watching i'm like oh so we're just like absolute narcissistic assholes who have no idea that we're not responsible for even like our own politics you know what I mean? In this universe, literally not one person is responsible for anything because some evil organization has pulled all the strings. If you know their name, they never made a decision that mattered. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so wild. Ugh. Hello, it's Nia and Trent from the Trident Network's Tournament Podcast. We just wanted to pop in and tell you about the Tourney Pod, where each week we pit different pieces of pop culture against each other in a March Madness-style tournament. We try to cover everything, from movies to TV shows to music to random stuff, like our hotly contested Best Pasta Shape Bracket. You can listen to the Tournament Podcast and all other Trident Network shows wherever you get your podcasts. We hope you'll become an attorney at Pod soon enough, and remember, may may the the thing with the the most votes win. They have this dinner scene. Um, They also do some... I love the storyline of um, Zhai Ling's relationship with her father where in the sense that like he is so fucking rude to her and like just shitty to her the whole time Mm -hmm. and that her whole character is based on that experience it comes across so well at such a good point and they and they do it so well with her relationship with um katie in particular yeah i i wrote down the, the i think the only quote i wrote down in the movie was if my dad won't let me into his empire then i'm going to build my own I wrote that down too. She is so badass. (sighs) So they have this dinner scene where one, they do a great job of, so a little history is that uh, the Mandarin, the character that uh, Tony Lung's based off of, uh, Wenwu, 
is the Mandarin from the comics. It was originally an Iron Man uh, villain. And they brought, they did a really, really piss poor job of it with Tony Slattery or Ben Kingsley, where Ben Kingsley okay. like played a facsimile of him. This dinner scene is done so well where essentially it's Marvel saying like, yeah, we really fucked up a while ago. Yeah. And here's a movie to apologize about it. And it's done so well. He's so scary. The way he talks to Katie is so scary. God, this movie is so good. Um, yeah. And then they, he essentially re reveals that he's slipping slowly into madness because he's hearing the voice of his dead wife ushering him to go back to her village and kill them all so that he can let her out of, like, a bunker. Yeah, which takes a leap, right? Because <laughs> I think he came home and saw her dead at their place when the, yeah. the guys attacked. Yeah. And then he still feels like she was kidnapped by her family and put behind bars. Yeah. This movie's a little bit about like dementia and like. <laughs> <laughs> he has been around darker. for thousands of years. Yeah. That's true. So it's his time. Also, I don't want to live a thousand years. Like, keep no. them damn rings. I give me something that's gonna speed this shit up. <laughs> like, <laughs> please. <laughs> um, Can we go to a break? Can we go to the ad? <laughs> we need to talk. <laughs> it's like a de it's depression medication ad. You know how like I went to, when I was going to the gym the other day. I don't watch cable. I haven't watched cable since I've like left my home. Um, the only time I ever see cable is if I'm at the gym and it's on the TV. Every single ad is for medication. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Every single one is medication. Wild. And is that just because we're not kids and we're not watching kid networks where the, all the commercials are for toys? Or is it because, like, has adult TV always only been medication ads? Are, are adult toys medication? medication? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I was like, I can't believe like there's not a movie or, like, a TV show that needs to be advertised or, like, a Sandals Resort or something. <laughs> no, like, this is more urgent. It's just nothing yeah, but Beneva back to back. And the millennial version of all the medication is is on podcasts where it's just mattress ads where it's just like just what get is in that? bed yeah just be just depressed go to bed lay, lay mattress, down. it's either mattress <laughs> it's either mattress ads or like therapy you can do from your couch from your couch yeah from your bed lay in this bed from a box <laughs> and then don't worry we'll deliver your food to you with hello fresh <laughs> like, yeah. it's like so, so wild. true uh, I would love any of those sponsors. No, 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 no. And by the way, when I, I'm <laughs> screwing myself because if I were to ever get one, they'd be like, you're doing it for free. We're not giving you anything. Um, <laughs> so they go, they realize that they he's going to go to uh, Tao Lo and he's going to open up this vault. And if they don't let him, they'll burn the city down. So they really just go there to say like, he can't burn this town down. It's like our family. It's, it's where we come from. Um, they are put into like the basement um where they run into flattery who is an actor who originally played the mandarin this guy who's they're really upset with and his faceless um animal well, whose name is what exactly uh... because i thought it was marius for a lot and then donna said that it was morris i just wrote down chicken pig <laughs> <laughs> 
Chicken I think that's what I, I wrote down it? fluffy butt. <laughs> he his name is Morris. M-O-R-R-I-S. Okay. Okay, so it is Morris. Which I so butt. in the beginning they're like, I want to go to this place where they do martial arts like the gods. And I did not get land of Pokemon from that. Yeah. But then this character shows up and then I feel like it's like very like, oh, how did you not know that this is where mythical beasts like i, I knew there's a dragon yeah i was aware of this but um i guess the mom kind of mentions it but i was so taken aback that we have like a little side character yeah well it's also weird that we have a magical world because they're already in a magical world like because at one point the kid is like mom mm-hmm. tell us about a land with magical creatures and i was like you're in one bestie like you <laughs> like, everywhere yeah, like how true. is it that different yeah um by the way something i just figured out through this uh detail i'm glad they put in this plot is that morris this character is based off of uh a creature from chinese mythology which then made me think i wonder if all of these creatures when they go to this place are based off chinese mythology and then that made me think that one wolf that looks like nine tails from pokemon yeah that one is then i was like oh pokemon must be based off of to some extent some of them off of some of these like chicken or the egg a lot of them are, and Ninetales is one of them that I know is. Wow. Because wow. there was like a little like Ninetale Vulpix thing happening. Yeah. That was one Absolutely. that I wrote down. And it was so, all of the animals in this place are so cute. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just cut to that. So they get, they pick up this actor who is so funny. Ben Kingsley is so funny in this role. Um, Them and Morris lead them to this, uh, lead them to Taolo where they see all these magical creatures, that horse line is so funny. Yeah. This is like Jurassic Park, but make it drag race. Yeah. Like we... <laughs> they are all sequins. Like every animal is wearing sequins. Everyone is glittered up and ready to ready to vogue. I don't care what they just announced that they're making a sequel to this by the same director, same writers. I I need to see more of the horse. The horse was so cool it was gorgeous it was scary it like almost looked like it might be able to swim i loved yeah. it Ugh. so they go to Talo, where they meet uh ying nan lee's sister who explains the history of Talo. that a thousand years okay i remember being in the theater and i was high the first time i watched this i remember being in the theater and when she goes across that mural that explains their history mm-hmm. i I, w- I have to admit, I was taken aback by how mystical it got and how quick. Mm. Like, I was like, oh, these are going to be like, oh, this is like about magic and stuff. And then when that dragon popped out of that, well, first of all, when the dragon pops out, I was like, okay, we kind of saw that in the trailer, yada, yada, yada. I knew that was going to happen. But then when that humongous flying beast bursts out of the wall mm-hmm. in this final like fight scene Cthulhu looking thing i was floored in the theater i remember being like oh this is serious <laughs> like, they're not just playing uh they're not just play fighting in the front yard like this thing is a demon hell creature from the it was so off it caught me so off guard the um uh the the water dragon by the way and I, I'm curious to know, like, the history of water dragons and the myth, the, 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 yeah, the anthropology <laughs> of water dragons. Um, because there's a water dragon in the Miyazaki film, Spirited Away, that looks 
coloring, size, shape, everything, it's exactly the same. Haku turns into a water dragon and it looks the same as the dragon in this movie. So I was really yeah. curious about that. Who, who, by the way, is gorgeous, this dragon. So, gore and all this whole like village is made up of its scales. I was wondering how they got the scales because I thought the scales were so cool. Like, mm-hmm. do they just yeah. like... Yeah, just... I was so curious how often this dragon shows up because I kind of thought it was like a god figure in that like it's heavy in the mythology you have like some sort of evidence of its existence but the fact that it lived right in the lake and no one seemed that shocked when it showed up i was like (laughs) i think it does make appearances yeah i um i'm googling (laughs) for major holidays things i don't know I'm I'm trying to figure out because obviously Miyazaki is Japanese and this is not Japanese. So I'm just looking up water dragon history. We don't have time for this, Sarah. I'll do this later. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Make your own podcast about water dragons. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> just, <laughs> okay, absolutely. We'll do. Um, I loved uh, Taolo. I love all the characters here. Each character has like a full personality, even though they're given two lines. Yeah. Um, How do they do that? Yeah. I also, how did you feel about Katie's whole storyline that she's like kind of always dabbling in things, but she doesn't really, she never really commits to something. Uh, I'll be honest. I hated it. You did? (laughs) Yeah, that's probably my biggest complaint about the entire movie. (laughs) Really? You didn't see yourself in, I saw when she said it. I felt the line is great. Like yeah. the, the, the metaphor for it, right? It's like, it's good. It's good character development. And then that turns into her being an amazing archer four seconds later. Yeah. And I'm she like, is. what? Yeah. What is this? Uh, when and she also, said that, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, she, she only ends up doing the archery thing to, to like my initial thought was because the arrows drop and she has to carry them away or whatever. And she gets sort of forced into it. But I was like, oh, that's an interesting yet transparent writer's way of getting her out of the scene so that yeah. they can do things for the family where they get their suits and things. And then it almost felt like they'd written this exit for her. And then we're just like, well, now she's doing archery. Okay. <laughs> and okay. Now that she does archery, she has to, has to come in. So like at first she's not going to be allowed to fight. And then 45 seconds later, he's going to say, don't die. And now they're cool. And now he gets it. And then also he's going to get sucked up and she's going to be the archery queen. The only one in the entire battlefield that can hit. The- I was like, come <laughs> on. Right? She's the Why one who does it. So like good. Yeah. we didn't need, need, like we don't need all these other characters. She has skills. <laughs> and, yeah. I don't know. It I, I didn't need along. the archery it was, side plot at all. It was a, it was very, very convenient. And also now that, Hawkeye is out. I'm like, how many bow and arrows are we gonna be running around with in the <laughs> MCU? Like, w- for such an old weapon, do you think relevant? in the second movie she's going to be more involved in fighting and she's going to be like an archer? I, I don't because be I don't know the getaway driver. Yeah, I, that's what I want her to be. I think yeah. she's fantastic in that. I don't want her yeah. to like be posted <laughs> up on the roof shooting down on people. She should have hit that monster with a like a Mazda Miata or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would have been dope. I would have loved that so much. Imagine she like threw a blanket on Razor Fist's car, like a a, a dragon scale blanket, and she just like runs right into it. <laughs> That'd be so. Yeah, funny. use the skills that you built up for the entirety of the movie to. Like, do it in your own unorthodox way. That's what I wanted from her. I did, like, going back to what you guys were saying, I love the line, like, the the conversation around her trying things out. 
that yeah. was beautiful but I just didn't want it to turn into archery. <laughs> I will say her, her, I did feel very, I felt too seen by her whole oh, thing. Oh yeah. Of like, I was like, this is my song. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being in the theater being like, Oh great. Now I have to be represented in art. Wonderful. <laughs> now I have to self-reflect. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> um, and it did feel a little bit convenient that she's immediately great Finds, with a bow and arrow. Yeah. Um, especially when like also something that it didn't it didn't bother me as much, but the fact that um Shang-Chi can like immediately know this form of like martial arts that they use. Mm. The like just, wind. She like opens his hand and then he's like, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And she opens his hand and then she says, Be yourself, and he's like, Oh, that's what I've been doing wrong this whole time. Being, and I also don't still don't quite get the metaphor of like you're made up of both of your family, like both sides of your family, and like be proud of that. But I'm also like, your dad is a murderer. I'm like <laughs> you can only do so much with that. <laughs> like, I did I did like and I wrote this down. This sort of ties into this note that I made was that th there's a, a line about Jialing how, how her, the dad can't look at her because he she reminds him of mom, right? Yeah. And then mm -hmm. they get to Talo, and then the aunt tells Shang-Chi that he looks and reminds people of the mom. And I thought that was kind of cool that, like, both of them, seen from different sides, are, like, have their mom yeah. in them in some way. Which, I, yeah, I just, I liked that. There was also something I caught here, and um, uh, Michelle Yan is, or Michelle Yao is playing, uh, what's her name? The aunt. And when she's talking to, because I was really aware this time watching it, that Zhai Ling is constantly looked over. I was catching more and more of the stuff that they did when they're at the Ten Rings and they're really looking past her. Um, then they go to Tao Lo, and this aunt keeps like looking past her to look at Shang-Chi a little bit, like a little bit too much, because I was aware of it and I was watching for it. Um, and I couldn't help but feel like, Somebody look at this girl. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, amazing. She's amazing. She's kicking everybody's ass. By the way, I love a rope dart. Of all I yes. Of, uh, that weapon uh, makes no sense to me. It I is I know that like I know that she's like kind of magical with it and so it's different, but it is so cool. If you ever want to like truly be impressed, look up in look up people who are really good with rope darts. Like martial Wait, is artists. This Oh. It's like the knife on the string that she uses. Yeah, I yeah. kept thinking of the grappling hook from um, Zelda the Wind Waker for Xbox. <laughs> or not Xbox, for GameCube. Yeah. Um, I didn't know how to name. I'm going to look it up. I remember when I was when I was taking martial arts, I always, there were weapons I really... I just, like, I think you have to be, like... I think you have to be really, really... First of all, probably an adult before they start being, like, here's a sharp weapon. But I always wanted to learn how to use a rope dart, and I always wanted to learn how to use size, those things that, like, um, one mm. of the Ninja Turtles uses. But this, I love a rope dart. I hope she keeps that rope. I mean, she's probably going to. And I also kind of liked how whenever they're fighting the dragon and they're riding the dragon and it's all about the dragon, that her rope dart is kind of as magical as his ten rings. We haven't even talked about the ten rings. Well, because they're just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we said no mention of the ten rings for this entire podcast. What did we think of them as like a weapon and a thing? Fine, cool, bulky, not I, practical. I liked them. They did remind <laughs> me of like bangles at some points. They were like a little yeah. too jingly. Um, I liked like that they can kind of do whatever they want. 
It seems really cool after like watching ten years of movies of like Captain Hulk whipping around that pizza pan. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it was like, oh, cool, something different and new. Yeah, it's cooler than becoming a giant green angry thing, like for sure. <laughs> it's, I'm interested to see how like the sequel goes because for the majority of this movie, Shang Chi's just a really talented human. Yeah, mm-hmm. really well trained. He's not a superhero for 95% of this movie, you know? Yeah. Um, and so once his character revolves around all of these powers, I'm interested to see how he changes. Yeah. Um, I was also, speaking of him changing, I, I will say while he was just, he was really, really good at the beginning of the movie, but he was kind of like a little generic. When he really, when they get to Tao Lo, he really, I feel like, stepped into his character. And from then on, I was like, this, he is amazing. And you could not recast him with anybody else. Like once he actually starts like, laying into his history and all that stuff. Also, I am so tired. There's two things I don't love in storytelling in a film. One, when a teen can't come to accept their step-parent. I'm like, okay, like we haven't seen this a million freaking times. Like, get over it. There was an article in The New Yorker a long time ago about a step-parent who was like, I'm doomed. Like, like, Hollywood has programmed these kids to hate me. Like, how am I supposed to succeed? I'm the yeah. villain in every movie. It's so... I'm, I'm watching the Hawkeye series, and that's, yeah, a huge plot point in it. It's huge, and I... It's so annoying. Yeah. I'm like, what do you have, the emotional maturity of, like, a goldfish? But the problem in these movies is usually they are a supervillain. Yeah. I And that <laughs> even then, I'm like okay we can't do something more original than like uh and then i also don't love when people punish themselves for something that they did when they were a child like sometimes yeah. that really i'm like okay like you as an adult now should be able to look at other 14 year olds and be like yeah that would be fucked up if i made them kill someone <laughs> like yeah also the dad blaming the kid for not fighting three dozen thugs when the mom was right killed. yeah was like six. what <laughs> unreal unacceptable like out Uh, of control psychotic yeah the gangs of new york have showed up in your backyard and you didn't fight them (laughs) so wild i don't know if i haven't seen that movie but i when they all showed up in the backyard wearing those clothes i was like gangs of new york (laughs) (laughs) yeah by the way did they um is the house that they grow up in the same house that he like turns into the ten rings organization's headquarters I, I couldn't tell you. Do not know. It looked like the same layout. Like he was like always training it because it looked like it was like three houses with a courtyard in the middle. So it made me feel like it was the same place. But then when he was coming home with those groceries, I was like, "Okay, where do we get those? If you're in the middle of the mountains, <laughs> <laughs> like, where do you get these brown well, bags? Well, how do they eat in their secret base? How do they? Somebody has to grocery shop for the ten rings. <laughs> Hi, I'd like to order a pizza. Um, yeah. Where are we at the top of the mountain? It's Instacart. It's Instacart is far reaching. They say they can deliver anywhere. We need 75 pizzas. Thank you. Uh, I need to be able to do my therapy from bed because I live on the top of a mountain. <laughs> and tell, tell no one I'll die. <laughs> uh, and then we, this is, I mean, I know I've been jumping around a little bit, but this is really the end of the movie where we have this humongous fight scene. I, I don't know about you two, like if if these things have been given away in trailers or if you had any inkling that this was going to happen, I had zero preparedness that this would be a fight between two mythological beings (laughs) that 
Shang-Chi and his sister are riding like horses around. Also, I'll say it, hated that they were, like how easily they sit on the dragon. When you zoom out (laughs) and you see the full dragon, it's doing crazy stuff. It's flying around, water's whipping everywhere, it's bashing into stuff. And then they cut like into the close view and they're just sitting on the back. Or or running. Yeah. Or running, yeah. Running up wet scales. <laughs> no. It, the fact that she even got on the dragon, I was like, what made you think you needed to get on the dragon? Yeah. I like that the dragon is connected to them. Like, I like that it makes eye. At one point, the dragon has, like, a hair flip and turns and stares at her. Mm-hmm. And oh, they yeah. have eye contact. Well, that's how she knows she can she can ride her. Yeah, because yeah, it, she kills the things attacking its eye, right? And then yeah. they're like, you're cool, we're cool. All right, let's do this. I love yeah. it. Yeah. So okay, so that's fair. That's fair. What, well, I mean, it is also wild that they're running on the back of that dragon. I mean, like, yeah, I can't even dumb. stand up on the bus. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they're running on a dragon. Um, how else? Any other things we want to point out about this like final fight scene um, before um, we resolve the film? I have a note that says Big Dragon is shotgunning the soul out of Water Dragon. Oh, because when they're because there's like that whole slow yeah thing where he's sucking he's like dementoring the soul out of the it's so sad mm-hmm. when it's happening oh yeah I, I didn't think we were gonna make it yeah but then katie oh comes... i did oh sorry go ahead sir no no clint go ahead i just said something i i was just going to say that sucking souls out of people is such a great disney way to pg kill things oh yeah <laughs> yeah oh yeah it's, right like there's no blood there's no mess it's like someone falling over a tower and you never look down it's just like yeah. and they're gone yeah, and it's also like uh, things you never have to like ever know are real. Like there, it's never going to be something that's real, so you can't even mm-hmm. feel too bad because like, oh well, it's a, it's literally a dragon. They don't exist, you know. Well, I guess they do suck the souls out of a ton of those people on the beach. <laughs> yeah, but they don't really dwell on it except for the the aforementioned death yeah. guy that <laughs> just, the death dealer just gets sucked away. That was comical. And yeah. then we have our actor friend who is pretending the whole time. Hell, yeah. so funny. I loved that. Because that's what, I, whenever I watch an action movie or like Lord of the Rings or whatever, when there's a battle, I'm just like, I would just fucking pretend I was dead the whole time. And, and here's walk the away. thing. Here's the thing. It's the best ch- option for everybody. Because you can't fight. You're just going to be in the way. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to have to save you anyway. Mm-hmm. Lay your ass down and just wait it out. Yeah. A lot of times I feel like in those movies, they'll have someone heavy fall on that character. Yeah. And then they're stuck under them trapped. And that's sort of their reason why they're (laughs) neither fighting nor running. (laughs) But they're not hurt. They're just trapped. Yeah. They have to wait till the big, strong actual hero comes and lifts the body off later. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And and Morris dies in such a funny way, too. Like, he's so dramatic. That thing is so cute. Mm-hmm. Wait, oh, yeah. that, is that no, no he pretends. fakes it. it it's got to be a stuffed animal right what'd you say for like the holiday season it has to be a stuffed animal that disney is selling, oh yeah right? put a santa hat it's on like the put it on, like yeah. the kids of donkey and the dragon from shrek like yeah. those were just sort of like a really minor character and then they became a huge seller for because they're so freaking adorable oh yeah i hope that i hope morris is in every film going forward <laughs> I hope in like every MCU in the next (laughs) end game. I hope Morris is the one who shoots the arrow. (laughs) The next end game, we already it's not the end. Oh, that's what I mean. Is like 
there will be another one in another 10 years when they have to bring mm. all these characters back again. Oh boy, I got so much work to do. You really do. You go you better catch up now or else you'll never get done. Oh. Okay. Um and then that sort of brings us to our final scene. They save the day. Uh the whole uh, everybody gets along. Um poor Oh, no, there is a major thing we're missing. Um the dad sacrifices himself to save Shang-Chi after they've been um, there's a moment where right before this giant creature is released, Shang-Chi and Wenwu are fighting over by the door and they're trying to open it. Yeah, and Shang-Chi doesn't use the rings, he says. No, no. because he's a good person. Mm-hmm. And then the beast is released. Um, it gobbles up Wenwu and Wenwu like sacrifices himself to save his... It was so good. That actor is so good. Um and it, I remember crying in the theater being like, am I really being this upset about this guy we just met, this movie, passing away? And I was. Yeah. God bless. And then they, um, everybody who's left, they go back to Earth. or like back through that like water portal. Um, Katie and Shang-Chi are telling their friends that this whole weekend of what happened to them, nobody's believing them. And then Wong comes through to like take them into like essentially to say like, you're Avengers now, follow me. Um, did both of you watch the end credit scenes? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know that I did. Okay. <gasps> I, I will say, I didn't know that I was looking for them. Um, but I will say about that scene with Wong, that, uh, when they're leaving, he says, I'll Venmo you. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, Venmo's just in, like, it's a part of the modern <laughs> lexicon at this point. Yeah. It's a, it's a phrase. It's, I'll, I'll Google it, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's transcended. I was, I was, I loved it. No, oh, I yeah. work in I work in HR, and I'm not giving anybody's business out because I'm not going to say a name. I work in HR, and when we hired somebody once, they used their Venmo. They tried to use their Venmo as their direct deposit, and we had to reach out and say, like, I don't know that this is going to work. <laughs> like, oh, wow. It's my Venmo. Like, Give to it them, a year. I was going to say to them, they're probably like, if this is their first job or something like that, they they're probably like, why can't it? It's where I do most. Of, it's like where all my money goes. I'm like, yep. uh, okay. Wait till um, that shit gets hacked. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I'm waiting for it. I, have, I never leave money in my Venmo. I always take it right out. <laughs> I have a friend that works in fraud at Venmo, and it's like these stories are wild. The, of the tricks that people do, and also the amount of sex work that happens in and around Venmos. Oh, I'm sure. Believable, but it's eye-opening. Yeah. Oh. I was convinced when the pandemic happened, I was like, everybody's going straight to sex work. Which, by the way... <laughs> I'm not uh, I'm not horribly wrong. I feel like every internet personality has an OnlyFans at this point. Anybody who's remotely hot and has a, an Instagram, you go into their uh, like their links and it's listed as an OnlyFans in there, which I'm all for. I want everybody to have an OnlyFans. Do you need an app for that or can you just go to them? I, it's like a website you could probably go to it. And I think if you like if you follow people or if you you have to pay like a monthly fee to follow them, and you just go on the website. I mean, hmm. I don't know if they have an app. Maybe they do. I don't know. I just, I've never seen an OnlyFans, but I, I of course I know. Like, I get it. Like, you know what's going on. <laughs> but I've never. <laughs> that makes me feel like you've just heard of OnlyFans. Yeah, I'm like Googling it in one hand with off screen. <laughs> You're assuming OnlyFans. it's like some sort of like Patreon or something. It's like an artist yeah. support website. Like Venmo, OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> Kickstarter. Yeah. Well, just OnlyFans me. Yeah. <laughs> Um, 
so then uh, we have these two end credit scenes that are important. Well, two. We have two. One where they essentially say that the the ten rings are a weapon that are like older as old as time. They're like just really really old. And they don't know where they come from, and they're sending off a beacon. So oh. it's like signaling something to come. How dumb am I that I watched a Marvel movie and didn't think ending credit scenes? I saw the one with. I've him. seen all of them. Yeah. With Brie Larson. I, I'm, try- I'm going to be on your side, but it, you should have known. I should have <laughs> known. <laughs> if you're watching, if you're keeping up with Hawkeye, you should have known that there would be at least one end credit scene in this. Wait, so yeah. there were two then. There was there was the one with Mark Ruffalo, and then there was another one after that? There's another one way at the end <gasps> where Zhai Ling is now the, the leader of the Ten Rings. <gasps> oh, And no, she's graffitied the whole place. It's real modern. And she is training women along with men. Okay, yeah, we love it. Makes sense. It's so good. And they have this panned out scene where, like, they're panning out. And at first it's only women, and then you're like, now she's like, like turnabouts a fair game. Sorry, gentlemen, you're out. <laughs> and then it keeps going, and then there are men as well. Um, okay. But yeah, then that brings us to the end of Shang-Chi. What did we think? Um, final reviews, and then I'm going to ask you guys some fun questions. We'll go with you, Clint. Sure. <laughs> I, I liked it. I thought it was interesting. I, I, you know, I, I, they, they check in with the plot like every half hour. They're like, yeah. okay, here's what we're doing. And then they'll round up again and be like, here's what we've learned. And now here's where we're going. Yeah. Uh, which I thought it made it pretty easy to follow for a superhero movie and something like a, a plot check-in that you don't always see and makes some of these movies impossible to know what you just watched. Yeah. So I liked that. I liked, like you said earlier, I thought the fight scenes actually added value to the, they moved the story along in some way for the most part. I had questions about like a lot of things, but most of them were just about like things that I should have already suspended disbelief for initially with like, how is this magic work? How is this person so good at fighting? Like these how sorts they, of things. How they find an actor with a sword for an arm. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Where does the sword come from? That was a huge question of mine. Um, so overall, overall pretty positive review, um, especially like to have plot check-ins for a Marvel movie, I felt was uh, surprising and, Positive. All right. And then if you had to give this movie and comparing this to not just other Marvel movies, but movies in general, if you had to give this film a, a rating one out of 10, what would you give it? And uh, be honest, don't feel the need to, you know. I feel like I'd give it maybe a seven. Okay. In that, like, I would totally watch it again, but it's not going to join any list for me. Yeah. You know? Very solid. Uh, Sarah, how about you? Okay. I I really enjoyed this movie. I had a very good time and I thought it was gorgeous. Yeah. Having not had, I don't really have any other Marvel movies to compare it to other than the Edward Norton Hulk. So I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. (laughs) 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 And comparing it to other movies in general. um, I wish I had seen it in theaters. But I did, I had a lot of fun. And so like, as someone whose favorite movie is Call Me By Your Name, this is not in my (laughs) wheelhouse, but I'm still going to give it, I'm still going to give it like an eight because I just had a lot of fun. And I thought that like, I thought everything was just really well done. So yeah, why not? Um, Well, if you've been listening to this podcast as we've gone through, you know, this movie is getting a 10 out of 10. 
Um, because I've given because you're unfair with every you. movie a ten out of ten, and you can know going for we were we uh, when the Eternals came out, which is notoriously like the poorest rated MCU movie of all time. Um, I was texting anybody who I knew was going to see it, and then I would say like like they would say like okay, what did you think of it? And I would give them my fair criticisms of the movie, like this didn't work, this didn't work, I like this, this didn't work, ten out of ten. And then we just devolve into Garrett Kelly and I would just devolve into shitting on the movie. Like this made no sense. This didn't matter or whatever. Ten out of ten. <laughs> like, worst thing I've ever seen. Waste of my money. Ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. Um, what is the get... C? What does MC stand for? I know Marvel. What's C? Marvel Cinematic, Cinematic. Universe. Cinematic Universe. Yeah. All right, we're getting we're getting there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Coming in. We need we do need to have um like an ex, like a week. Where I come to, oh no, that's such a waste of a visit. I would like, I would love to sit in my 400 square foot apartment and watch Marvel and just catch up. Let's just catch up. Let's do our homework, (laughs) study party. I love it. I really don't hate it. I'm (laughs) Um, but I really, really, really do actually like this. This is top five for me when it comes to MCU movies. Um, I love it. Maybe that part of that is because I have such a huge crush on Simu Leo. Um, but I also really liked. I love kung fu movies. I grew up watching kung fu movies, so this mm-hmm. like scratched every itch I was looking for. I liked the introduction of uh, Zhai Ling and Aquafina. I also liked that I liked almost every character in this movie as much, if not better, than the lead. Like there was nobody who I felt like we were wasting time on when they were on yeah. screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also love magic and like mythology. So the fact that mm-hmm. we got to go into like this whole new world filled with mythology that my dumbass has never even heard of. I was like, okay, hell yeah, baby. Um, oh so yeah, I, we're not. Ex- we weren't exposed to that that kind of mythology. No, I didn't know until course. I was reading this thing right here. I'm such an idiot. Right. Um, but having said all that, even as a not bit, I think I would give this a ten out of ten. I think it's like a movie that you could. Well, I don't know. Uh, the more I do this podcast, the more I realize you really can't tell people just to like pick up and watch any one of these movies. You think they're like encapsulated? Like you think like, oh no, there's gonna be some things you miss. But, I do think this one is more than most, though. Like, you could watch it just not knowing anything else? Yeah, I, I really think this one does it require less knowledge of any Avenger than almost all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I felt totally... I mean, there were parts of it... I didn't understand why the actor guy was there and, like, why like why we wasted screen time on him until it was explained to me later that he's a callback character. But for the most part, I was very... I felt very into what was going on okay good 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 um, i do i i want ronnie ronnie's character like the fight club promoter guy and aquafina to just go off and do something together and be hilarious I yes think like a they, short i yeah. think they would make a good couple i think like pairing them to mm. in the future i would be into that it are we shipping f- them right now i'm shipping them right now i think <laughs> um and then i don't know who else would be together but uh, the fish uh, hulk and the sea dragon <laughs> the fish hulk and me um <laughs> grandma and the actor <laughs> yes <laughs> with their little uh fluffy pet thing flying along with them yes That'd be fun. oh my uh, god <laughs> um some other questions we like to wrap up this thing with is i have rotten tomatoes up in front of me i would love to get on a scale of one to one hundred um, and true Rotten Tomatoes fashion. What do you think critics gave this? And what do you think audiences gave this movie? I bet critics gave it an 86 and audience gave it a 95. That's such a perfect guess. 
Uh, I you can, you can don't want to change any part of it. Okay. Critics gave this movie a 91%. Oh. And audiences gave this movie a 98%. Great. We loved it. This movie is the highest like rated movie of any MCU movie. Oh, more, good. More than Endgame, more than Black Panther, more than Infinity Wars. Why? More than Black Panther. Wow. Oh, that's well, surprising. There's a lot of racist things happening in the mm. in the reviews of Black Panther. <laughs> when we were doing the podcast, I brought it up every podcast since because I cannot believe it. Black Panther is like arguably a perfect film. It's wonderful. I did see that. I didn't know if it, I didn't know it was Marvel. <laughs> but I did see that. <laughs> Turns out you've seen every single one. You just don't know that they're connected. <laughs> yeah. Spider- oh yeah, I've seen Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy. Duh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there was like it got really, really comparatively like bad reviews. But then, ugh, so stupid. Um, and all the movies, all of the the things that you read are like great, great movie. Really enjoyed myself. A little hard to follow at points. Two out of five stars. <laughs> like what the what? fuck? It's so stupid. Um, uh. Then last but not least, we have some a couple other stupid little questions we like to ask. If you could mm-hmm. replace any person in this movie with Rosie O'Donnell and Danny DeVito, who would you choose? Clearly Morris is Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> the, the creature? Yes. Him doing the fake death next to <laughs> would be so good. <laughs> Uh, for Danny DeVito, I'm going to replace, um, I love that so much. I am going to replace, uh, you know what? I'm going to start with Rosie. I'm going to replace, um, the death dealer with Rosie, (laughs) (laughs) but the mask all the symbols kind of already make Rosie's face. Like they kind of go into what Rosie would kind of look like. Um, it's like an ink blot of Rosie. Uh, and then for Danny DeVito, I am going to change, I'm going to have him be the bus driver that gets knocked unconscious. Oh, yeah. lovely. See, I, I would love for a, uh, O'Donnell DeVito duo to be the couple that they talk to at the bar. <laughs> <gasps> where they're explaining things oh my god <laughs> yeah Ugh. i love that i i i do also think that danny devito it would be a completely different take on the character but danny devito would be a good what was it john john ron ron oh the guy that runs the fighting ring yeah oh, like showing up and having danny devito in front of the elevator when it opens like <laughs> hand the camera down he turns around. He has like he has like a white tank top and one of those like bands around his arm. He's smoking a cigar as a visor. Yes. It's a different character, but it still works really well, yeah. I think. And then last but not least, who in this um who in this film, and this could be genderless, but who has hot dad energy here? I mean dad. the dad. The dad. The dad. He God. is I almost brought this up earlier. I didn't want to jump to the end of your questions, but <laughs> He's so clearly he's, dad. He's the pinnacle to the point where, like, I don't think we can ask the question anymore because we found the perfect match. Yeah, where it, like, they gave it to us. It can't be a joke because it's so perfect. He's so hot. And mm-hmm. he looks, yeah. and I love that his suits that he wears are almost pajamas. He looks so good in that, the scene where they have the flashback where he goes to kill 
the people who like killed his wife afterwards where they go to that like bar and he throws that guy against a jukebox when mm -hmm. he has that suit with the rolled up sleeves something oh. about like taut forearms are <laughs> so good love it well thank you both so much for me any final thoughts on shang chi before we wrap up i i want to add in because because i'm you know fan of the pod fan of cole's specifically cole and john i love love their episodes uh the question of does this have the theme of rich people trying to fuck, fuck poor, poor people, people. <laughs> which I, I would argue that it doesn't because he doesn't end up with aquafina right like it's there is no it's, it's a family movie you know yeah um yeah. Well, the rich dad wants to. He's mm. rich. He's rich in rings, and then he's, <laughs> he's rich he by that woman in the forest. <laughs> he's rich by Sonic standards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Can you? If, they would have loved if at some point he got hit, and you heard the whole like ring pop. Like, <laughs> What if we find out that they're from Sonic? Like at the end where they're like, where are these rings from? They're sending a beacon. And it's like. Yeah. <laughs> He's got hundreds. We're fine. Shang-Chi just picks them up off the ground. Yeah. And his dad just like flashing. Would love that. That's an animation that like if Newgrounds was still around, that would have already been made. That's an animation. <laughs> <laughs> New grounds. Oh, uh, yeah. Rich people try to fuck poor people. I mean, it depends. It depends on what your definition of rich is, I guess. But um, there's also not a lot of sexual tension in this. They, they have that one romantic fight scene at the top. No, I love it. St hashtag yeah. sterilize Hollywood. Let's go. Sterilize Hollywood. <laughs> Stop fucking each other. <laughs> I want to see my hot people fighting, not fucking. Thank you. Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> How about you, Sarah? Any final thoughts on this? Hashtag sterilize Hollywood. I think Hashtag that so. I think that's that's <laughs> what I have yeah. been waiting to talk about this whole this whole yeah. episode. Uh, final thoughts. If you're gonna watch one movie, watch this one. It's not gonna yeah. make sense. There's gonna be parts that you miss, but um it's still so good and everybody and it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Thank you both so much for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh my goodness, I am going to pause the recording right. Disney Adult is part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. That is thetridentnetwork.com. And also, don't forget to follow Disney Adult on Instagram at, at disney.adult.podcast.